Topic 4. First Paper of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. 20th Century Negro Literature. Topic 4. First Paper. By James W. Johnson. J. W. Johnson was born in Jacksonville, Florida, and after finishing the public schools of his native city, he went to Atlanta University, from which institution he graduated with the degree of Bachelor of Arts in 1894. The same year he was appointed principal of the Central Colored Grammar School which position he now holds in eighteen ninety five he edited and published the daily american an afternoon paper the publishing of this paper was one of the greatest and most creditable efforts in journalism ever made by any member of the race in eighteen ninety eight he was admitted to the bar and in eighteen ninety nine to the supreme court of florida in nineteen o one he was elected president of the florida state teachers association mr johnson is a man of varied talents he has a reputation as a pleasing speaker and fluent writer he has devoted much of his time to literature and is a contributor to the leading magazines mr johnson is a poet of more than ordinary talent and ability and is widely known as the writer of the words of lift every voice and sing a national hymn for the colored people of america he is also the author of many songs and ballads and also of the lyrics of two comic operas in answering the question involved in the above subject it becomes necessary to define the word education for the term education given to the whites is too loose and broad to be easily or logically handled if the word is used in its ordinary sense then it embraces every known form of education from instruction in the elementary English branches on up through to instruction in the most abstruse sciences. And I can see no reason why the blacks should not receive the same instruction as the corresponding class among the whites. Mark you, I say, as the corresponding class among the whites. If by the term education given to the whites is meant higher education as opposed to industrial training the question can not be answered in the form in which it is stated for there is no the negroes in the unit sense since its freedom the colored race has classified itself into 
almost as many grades as regards ability and capacity as there are to be found among the whites it is therefore no longer possible to speak of the negroes meaning that they are all upon the same mental and moral plane it is as absurd to say that every negro should be made to receive an industrial training as it is to say that every negro should be given a college education the question of higher education or industrial training is one that depends entirely upon the individual and there should be no limit placed upon the individual's right of development i think it is a great folly to educate a colored man beyond his capacity i think it is an equally great folly to so educate a white man it is needless and not within the limits of the subject for me to make any defense of higher education for negroes but i do say that every man be he black or white should be allowed to make the most of all of his powers his possibilities and his opportunities i recognize the fact that the great majority of negroes must and i hope will be engaged in agriculture and the trades that is true of every race but there is and ought to be no power to say that this or that individual in any grade of society shall not break through his environments and rise above his conditions and i think it is safe to say that the proportion of colored men and women who have been given an education beyond their capacity for receiving and using is very little larger than the same among the whites and in the years to come as the race shall more and more fit itself to the grinding process which it takes to turn out a people that proportion will become less and less and each individual will settle to his level or rise triumphant over obstacles and circumstances to the place for which his ability and aspirations fit him but let us consider our subject in a deeper sense if by education is meant that training those influences by which the habits the character the thoughts and the ideals of a people are formed and developed then the answer hinges upon the answer to another question is the negro to remain in this country a separate and distinct race or is he to become one of the elements of the future composite american if as some claim the negro is to remain in this country a separate and distinct race then in this deeper sense of the word he should receive an education different from that given to the whites because the negro and the white race although they have the same inherent powers possess widely different characteristics there are some things which the white race can do better than the negro 
and there are some things which the negro can do better than the white race this is no disparagement to either it is no fault of the negro that he has not that daring and restless spirit that desire for founding new empires that craving for power over weaker races which makes the white race a pioneer neither is it the fault of the white race that he has not that buoyancy of spirit that cheerful patience that music in the soul that faith in the higher power which supports the negro under hardships that would crush or make pessimists of almost any other race on earth there have been given to each race certain talents and for them each will be held accountable and rewarded accordingly as they shall use them two boys in the same family may be gifted differently one with an artistic the other with a scientific turn of mind both cannot become artists nor both scientists yet they may each become equally great in their respective spheres it is for the negro to find out his own best and strongest powers and make the most of them he cannot by merely imitating the white man arrive at his fullest and truest racial development he cannot and will not as an absolutely distinct race evolve along the same lines the identical civilization of the white race but who shall say that along his own lines he may not evolve one equally as glorious and grand it is true situated as he is among the most advanced people in the world in the very height of their power with almost all of the ideals before him belonging to that people the american negro is greatly handicapped in distinct racial development but the task is perhaps not an impossible one some of the most accessible means have not yet been fully employed for instance the race has never been made entirely familiar with the deeds and thoughts of the few men of mark it has already produced in this deeper sense of education the knowing of one crispus attox is worth more to the race than the knowing of one george washington and the knowing of one dunbar is worth more than the knowing of all the longfellows that america will ever produce if the negro is to remain in this country a separate and distinct race and is as such to reach the highest development of his powers he ought to be given an education different from that given to the whites in that in addition to what other instruction he may receive those virtuous traits and characteristics which are peculiarly his should be developed to the highest degree possible if on the other hand he is to become in time one of the elements of the future american race and this seems the more plausible answer to the question 
his education ought to be purely american and not in any special way negro history affords no precedent of two races distinct yet equally powerful living together in harmony one has always reduced to a secondary position or destroyed the other or the two have united so it will be a question if the negro succeeds in making himself the equal of the white man in intellectual attainment wealth and power whether or not what is now antipathy between the two races will develop into outright antagonism and if we are to judge from human experience through all the past we must say that it will if the negro shall succeed in making a new record in history so well and so good but if he is to follow the precedents of the past it will be a far nobler destiny for him to become an integral part of the future american type than to drop into an acknowledged and permanent secondary position and may it not be in the great plan of providence that the negro shall supply in the future american race the very elements that it shall lack and require to make it the most perfect race the world shall ever have seen if the negro is to become an inseparable part of the great american nation his education should be in every way the same as that of other american citizens end of topic four first paper